the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to good to have you join us. We've got a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I think that the main number one topic today is the closing arguments will happen today in, on Rittenhouse. And uh, I'm going to admit to you that I have been watching this trial. And the last time I watched a trial this way was when O.J. Simpson was on, oh, well. on yeah. stand. Yeah, and I've watched a lot of this trial, too, and it really is kind of It's bizarre. It's interesting, yeah. It's, it's now, fascinating. Let me say that here's the only problem I think Rittenhouse has, and it's, it is only because, first of all, guys, the power panel's here. Simone's here and R.D.'s here, and, of course— uh, what's your name? Paul Moses. Calvert. Okay. okay yeah. Paul Calvert is here. Uh, is that the major, I believe the majority of Americans watching that trial, a good majority, in fact, do not think like we do about guns. Just saying. They don't think Probably the way so. we do. Well, they're, they're not the law. I know that. Well, and, and <laughs> but when you're sitting on a jury, have you ever been done jury duty? No. Have you ever been to, in a trial? No. Well, I'll tell you what, it ain't just the facts that's coming at you. Mm-hmm. It's preconceived notions that people have, that they've right. got in their head. Well, that and, and that can cause all kinds of problems in a jury trial. Right. As we were discussing earlier, it's like, you know, a lot of us, if we see our, see our neighbor's house on fire, we'll go put it out. Yeah. We don't wait for the fire department. Yeah, well, we'll help right away. If there's any liability involved. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. No. yeah but, but I'm just saying, here's, here's what I think. Is, this is going to be... This, if you've been watching the whole trial, and then you watched the the lawyers that they have come on after, and they talk about why the the prosecution did this or the defense did that, and one of the things that they mentioned about the prosecution was that now a lot of people are going to think that's not a big deal what the guy brought up. However, all he's trying to do is plant a small seed mm-hmm. that it could have been because of that. Okay, and uh, be able to perhaps turn the jury against the defendant because of that small thing. Right. Well, I'm. They brought up a couple of times early on in the trial. Why were you there? Mm-hmm. Why did you go? Okay, you don't live there. Blah blah blah. First of all, um, I would. I'm going to assume that the people who were on the jury understood that the town in Illinois 
that Rittenhouse was from was not hundreds of miles away from right. Kenosha. It was a neighboring city. Yeah, it's a, it's a neighboring place, about 30 minutes away. I know this because I grew up in the Chicagoland area, so I know I know where Antioch is, okay? So bottom line is I think that they're putting, I'm going to call it a poison pill. They put it in there so that the uh, jurors, the ones that don't understand the Constitution, that don't understand maybe what he was thinking about, about saving, you know, people's lives or whatever, would say, well, yeah, why did he take an AR-15 with him uh, over yeah. to that riot? Why did he go over there? He yeah. put himself in harm's way. Because there were dangerous people there. And then we're carrying guns. Well, it also came up in the trial that his dad lives there in yeah. that area. Well, they, and he has other, prosecution brought there. And he has yeah. other family members yeah, there, it, it so was, it's like his second home. It was his stomping grounds. Yes, yes, yes. Home, you would have never known that, though. Kenosha is a nice city, by the way. Yeah. There was a nice Been city. there. I, I, look what's going on around. <laughs> Definitely you have, if you're trying to buy a used car, it's not a place to <laughs> go. You have a terrorist organization. <laughs> Terrorizing people sure. and burning down a town sure. and burning businesses. Right. And Their the sheriff could, didn't care. Yeah, yeah where's the police? Right. The police is nowhere right. to be around. He That's told a, them to stand down. Yeah, That's where they were. That's right. So he's trying to protect citizens and businesses because the police won't. Right. And that's and that was that was insane that, that the police would just allow people to, to burn what was it, a hundred cars? Or more, it was three at, car dealers at, at that. At I don't know how many total cars, but, but that, that's insane for them to just stand down and let them burn those cars. And they didn't have you a know, choice. And one, one of the things that was kind of interesting in the trial is that it came up, you know, a couple different times. I think is that you can't use deadly force to defend property. I don't know what the laws are in Arkan or in Wisconsin, but in Arkansas, arson is one of the things you can use deadly force for. Well, in some cases, let's go back about twenty years. Let's go to Southeast LA. Let's go back to Rodney King. Let's go back to Korean nationals, people who had become American citizens that were Korean, standing on top of their businesses mm-hmm. with Defend, long rifles. Defending themselves. Yeah, shooting at the rioters. Yeah, special on about that and nobody, this weekend. nobody was arrested. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that you, set, start, you start, start setting things on fire, you can really hurt a lot of people and kill a lot of people kind of in a hurry because – Fire can just go out of control. Well, I don't even. in your business. That's what I'm saying. You have the right to protect yourself. And I'm surprised that more of the businesses owners whose livelihood they were burning Mm -hmm. weren't in their business. They were trying to save their businesses. Yeah, those people were, but surprised it wasn't happening more in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, they weren't down there. In one of the riots, they found bodies after the riots in some of those burned out places. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, and and it's just one of those things is that, that. you are not required by law to sit back and let people destroy your property. You're, you're not required by law. You you are by law, at least in Arkansas, authorized to defend your property. Now, if someone is breaking the window on your car, you can't shoot them. Right. You Unless you're in it, maybe. maybe. Maybe if you're in it. But <laughs> yeah. Because in that case, then it, it could be a threat yeah, to your life. But generally speaking, if someone's in your driveway and you're in your house, you can't just shoot and them. And see, for I've never the understood that. What is the car? The car is the equivalent of a horse that they used to have. They used to hang horse thieves, because if you didn't have a horse, you could go about your life. 
If you don't have a car, you can't go about your life. And in some cases, the the if you know, if you're out in the middle of the desert and someone takes your horse, that was a death sentence. It would risk killing you potentially. Yeah. Well. But, yeah. Or you can plow your that, field to feed your family. Sure. But but you know, t- today if somebody comes out to our farm and, and kills one, takes one of our horses, um, you know, it's not it's not. It's not going to kill any of us. It's, they're just kind of pets. Well, they're going to they're gonna check to see if you've been feeding them. And if you well, haven't been feeding them, they'll put you in jail. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's <laughs> which is, true. Which is you a funny have a whole sto- new case on your hands. That's, that's a funny story because years ago we had a we had a horse that was a very, very old horse. And so he got, because he was old, because the horse was very old, it started looking very poor. It was, yeah, it sure. Was like the horse was in its 30s. You're probably not wow. eating well, it, it, it lost its teeth. And dad, my dad was still alive at the time. And he was, dad was feeding him special feed and really taking care of him. But... And was tied to him because he'd been around forever. Well, and and, and so, but anyway, so the horse started looking really poor. It was one of those horses that looks like those pictures you see on Facebook of somebody oh. abusing an animal. Oh, showing the ribs. And right. Stuff. I mean, but just like an, when you know, if when I'm ninety years old, I'll, I'll probably won't look very good either. <laughs> but but the thing is though that I don't know, Paul. You think I might look? The, you you think might, I might look. You might good. still look as good as you do right now. I might now. be a matter still have his hair. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there, though. He'll still have his hair. <laughs> mm. All right. But anyway, watching this, right. I I can't see how anyone cannot see that he was acting in self defense. And the only thing I have said to my wife about this, because she gets upset when I start talking about it, because she agrees with me is that in the back of the mind of some of the jurors might be, well, this wouldn't have happened if, you had if he all. hadn't yeah, gone there. there. Well, what could have happened if he hadn't, if people hadn't gone sure. there to try to protect sure. citizens that happened to be there? Or Well, see, or, now you're arguing from what I would argue yeah, for exactly right. if I'm, right. if who, I'm who discussing Who stands up for it? the defenseless? Yeah. Who That's, stands up for the defenseless well, in this country? Especially when the government is not doing their right. job. Exactly right. And that, right. but that, that is true. If he hadn't showed up, then maybe he maybe those people wouldn't have been killed. But the fact is, he had a right to be there. Yeah, well, the he had a right had to a be there. Wish. And those people that were out Boy. there rioting and burning things, just and tell you, Paul, things, if you try to, what were they? Doing you try there? to argue rights with people anymore? You'd be you'd be dumbfounded. Oh, how many rights people have re- willingly given up oh, in their sure, own minds sure, they already? Will. Yeah, they, they do. Well, and you're right. You're right. What we talk about so much time is all the departments in the states and the country mm-hmm. are political now. Sure. They are political. So they, there's a political agenda in everything, and what you're seeing is people's mistrust of the system. Yeah, because the system's system not working. It's not working, but then, but then you know, on the other side, Dave's point of, well, what were you doing there? That's the job of the fire department or the job of the police. It's like, so they weren't the, doing they, the, One, the police weren't doing their job, and the fire department wasn't doing their job. But the other thing is that, you know, I don't need permission from the government to help my neighbor put out a fire. I don't. Or if my neighbor is, is, being, is, is having his property but see, vandalized. You're thinking, you're thinking the way we think. Sure. I'm just telling you. Most people don't think the way we think anymore. We need to fix their thinking. Well, yeah. it depends on it depends on where you're at. Yeah, that's true. It is depends on where you're at. That's up north. Remember, this is up north. Right. All right. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on those people from up north. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk more about this. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, the trial today, closing arguments. They figure three hours for both sides. So uh, as soon as I get home. 
I go on Fox and I'll be watching it. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to listen to the closing arguments. I want to see what the prosecution has to say. I do too. To try to dissuade people that that Kyle Rittenhouse was not in a mode of self-defense. We'll talk about it when we get back. Uh, If you're concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline of the U.S. dollar, wow, what have we been talking about here? Uh, Then you need to know that there are millions of Americans that are concerned just like you are, and they're investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. Don't let 1970s-style Uh, inflation destroy your retirement learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets whether it's ira 401k hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315 the folks at david lucas financial work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust so you can learn more about this by calling 501-222-3315, 501-222-3315. I'm just telling you, you need to know because some of these places you buy gold and you get certificates. And it says this is worth X amount of gold. That's not the way I do it. I buy gold. I want it in my hand and it goes in my safe. So uh, you need to know all about this. Uh, Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial is an Arkansas registered investment uh, uh, advisor. So keep that in mind. We'll come back more about Kyle Wright, uh, Wright, Rittenhouse. I don't want to say Rittenhouse all the time. Uh, You can call in and take part in the uh, discussion. 823-0965, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so now I want to talk about one other thing, and that is that somehow, according to CNN, MSNBC, uh, a skateboard cannot be a deadly weapon. Oh, really? Let me just tell you what. That's the biggest bunch of hooey I've heard of. Yes. Um, All my kids had skateboards. I never understood why you kept getting on something that you would fall off of, <laughs> but they, they, that, they loved it. They, and there's a guy that lives in my, in my subdivision now that, uh, Does he I, ride down I, your hill? Yes. Oh, I, wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet you get up to 45 miles an hour on a skateboard what, going down. I bet down. you could get going fast on that hill. But I asked him cause he had his cell phone and he was holding his cell phone up and filming it. And I said, why don't you have a, a GoPro or something? He says, I did. And two of them. Yeah, I (laughs) fell both times and shattered it. And so, you know, not doing But anyway. You're absolutely right. A skateboard is definitely capable of being used as a weapon. It's trucks. um, Trucks will get you. The the trucks, the edge of the board is sharp. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can turn that thing sideways. Those trucks can do damage, folks. Yeah, you can. Big time damage. You can definitely hurt somebody with a skateboard. You can probably do as much damage with a skateboard as you can with a baseball bat. Sure. So with that said... This is what happens. My family lives all over this country, and they watch the show in the morning mm-hmm. so they, they can give Uncle Dave problems. One of my nieces is on the line right now. Now, she's, she's, she lives right – she's laughing. She's, she's lived, she lives – of all places that she picked to live, it's outside of Austin, Texas, uh, which is not the most uh, – awesome. how do we say – conservative area of the United States – 
Hello, Dave. And she's named after me and my dad. Her name is Dave Ann. Dave, Dave Ann, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. That was a, a fabulous introduction there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want everybody to know that I don't coerce you guys to believe these things. This, oh, this is just no, the way the Ellswick see things. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I'm such an independent thinker. I mean, um, I better be careful saying that. You know, be an independent thinker. Um, this day and age, holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what did you want to tell me? Have Have we hit the highlights so far? Oh yeah. Um, well, just talking about the, the skateboard being a, a not being a deadly weapon yeah. by the prosecution. Um, I don't know about that. How how stupid can they get? Uh, can I smack the prosecutor with a skateboard? Well, that's uh, that's what I would have said if I was, you know, the uh, prosecutor, uh, the uh, defense. I said, let me let me stand next to you and hit you with a skateboard and see if you stand back up. <laughs> if you're in fear for your life. Yeah. I mean, especially some of them composite skateboards, if they're not wood. I mean, you know, a wooden one, there's a chance it might break before you kill somebody, but you could cause permanent damage for sure. Well, if it, bro- um, if yeah. it, if it breaks, you'd use the uh, broken edge to bring it down on their throat. I'm yeah. just telling you. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, that, it's beyond me, this, um, the prosecution. Uh, the case shouldn't even be a case. Uh, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I've been watching it. Um, and, and like you, the last case that I really paid attention to and watched was OJ. Um, and this case is pretty riveting. Um I can't. The prosecution has just totally blown my mind. Um, you know, when, <laughs> Ever he, when he starts doing um, asking questions that he shouldn't be asking because he's bringing trying to bring in evidence that was already said that can't be introduced. And I mean, that right. judge, well, the judge, reaming him for uh, that. He, yeah, he reamed him when he went back to the thing about. Well, notice that. Uh, he claimed, you know, basically the privilege of being quiet when he was arrested. And the, the judge looked at him and said, don't ever bring that up again. That is a constitutional right. Like he, it's like he, yeah. was, he was criticizing him. Yeah, right. Like he really was bringing it was into question his. But Dave Ann, I'm going to let you go. There's other people who want to talk to us, so I'm going to move on. But uh, I should have known you had been watching the trial. <laughs> yeah, just one quick note, Uncle Dave, is yeah. that. Um, the reason why it didn't go on Friday to closing is because the prosecution needed more time to come up with a better uh, <laughs> a better idea than he shouldn't have been there. Well, nobody should have been there. See, that's, that's what's interesting. That's that's point. Point. I, I, no I, I just make that point. I want people to understand. I'm not saying that it wasn't legal for him to be there. I, I think it was all, you know, it was a good thing that he was there. He probably saved people's lives. However... The way people think today, I mean, look, people think that boys can be girls today. Uh, I'm just telling, I'm just telling you, they're in the back of their head. It's like, why did he go there? Why was that? It was dangerous. Why would he place? go there? I'm just saying that's 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 playing in the back of their heads, and what plays in the back of the heads of a juror is just as important as a lot of the evidence that is uh, presented. Thanks. 
Thanks, darling. We're ta- we'll talk to you later. Are you coming up for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, not going to be able to this year. My doggy has knee surgery coming oh. up this Friday, so uh, she'll be in recovery time. That, now, this is where Dave Ann does differ from most uh, of us in the Elder clan, <laughs> is that she loves her animals so much she'll have to she'll let her have knee surgery. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with her. You, you know what your dad would have said, and I, I say, you know, if I'm going to, I don't pay you that much money. <laughs> and that, and that I, I can hear, and that's why you own a 45. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, darling. I, I'll talk to you later. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. All right. That's my niece, Dave Ann. That kind of sounded like an election. She talked about the reason they didn't close because they needed more time to fabricate. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, now vote reason. Yeah, no vote. So that sounds like an election. I, I wonder yes. why the the defense agreed for lesser charges. I'm not sure why scared. they did that. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just the it, it's a mess. And the thing is that you know if you're facing the possibility of life in prison, if someone gives you the possibility of having less than life in prison if you are convicted, you're liable to to make. Um, plea dumb deal, decisions. plea bargain, right? And it's 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 unfortunate though because is he guilty of murder or is he not guilty of murder? Yeah. And, and I, I think, six six counts. Well, and I think the, the it's it's a it's a silly notion. We're sitting here talking about whole hog barbecue. <laughs> All right, and now I'm hungry. I didn't eat. I didn't have time. I did not have time to eat breakfast this morning. So I'm. I get home. I'll be. Uh, I'll tell you what I had. Do you know what I had for breakfast yesterday? I got up at 9.30. I had to get ready for church and stuff. I had a big old bowl of my chili that I had made the day before. So I had chili with cheddar cheese on top of it and onions. That, that's, that's the, uh, that's the that's kind of, of breakfast of champions you want to have. It's chili with cheese and onions on it. To kick off your your day for your stomach for breakfast, yeah. and then I went to Chewy's for uh, for dinner with some friends, and I had you know uh, you know bigger than your face uh, burrito. <laughs> I was eating uh, I was eating good yesterday. I'm just I was full yesterday. Rabbit food this week for you. Yeah, that's what it'd be. <laughs> Salads the rest of the week. All right, don't forget about PI roofing. What they can do for your house, uh, preemptive. You know, we talk about that uh, when we talk about the military and having the uh, military might to preemptively stop, you know, the Chinese. And the Chinese are getting very dangerous. So uh, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm, I'm just using it as a methodology of making my point for PI roofing. They come out, they look at your roof, and if you look, your roof starts looking like it's really got some wear and tear on it. They'll do some work on it. So you don't have to maybe replace the whole roof. It's just a couple of places uh, so that you don't end up with a leak and you you get water in your house and then you get mold in your house and then you got a real problem. Uh, Call them at 707-3551. I consider the best roofing company here in central Arkansas. They're the only people that have ever been on top of my house to take care of the roof, to replace it about 18 years ago and to, uh, to do some repairs on it. During the course of uh, that 18 years, I mean, I had a couple of nails that just came loose. And one nail sticking up started a big old leak. 
It was amazing how much you know, water gets in just off of a nail. So they can fix that for you. You call them today, I guarantee you, if they're, if they're not overly uh, booked, they'll have somebody out to your house today, especially if you say, I can see water in my house. Uh, they'll, they'll put you at the top of the list. That's PI Roofing, PIRoofing.com. That's your uh, address for you to get a hold of them if you want to text them or whatever, because they do that as well. All right, let's get back. We're going to talk a little bit more about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, you're listening this morning, and I'd like to I'd like to kind of get a feel for you know how you're feeling about the the trial today. Final arguments. Uh, you have the uh, prosecution and the defense. They're both they both asked for three hours, and then after that, the jury will be uh, sent out. Now they have not sequestered this jury the whole time. So uh, this, and I, you know, I don't get that to be honest. I, no, I kind of no. understand it's hard to get people to, to, to do jury duty. But in a case like this, the last thing you want is you'll tell them don't pay any attention to the media. They're going to watch the coverage, man. All that extra. But that is, I, I have kind of mixed thoughts on that. Is that I, I really wish that jurors could. Be exposed to everything. Let they them can't. Ha- let, let them have as much evidence. But on the other hand, one of the problems is we we don't have an active jury situation in America. Most cases do not go to jury trials, and so most of us have maybe been on jury duty one or two times over the course of our lives. At at most, maybe if that. Um, but yeah, one know, time for me. They they keep telling me, Mister Ellswick, you're a talk show host, right? What's your thought of the uh, of the death penalty? <laughs> Kill them and let God decide. No, that's not what I say. Right. I'm just but, saying. But the reality is that so few of us have have experience with with hearing cases that so many of us are not um, capable of discerning kind of the the, the lies from the truth very well. The big word. And, and so and so I think that, <laughs> yeah, that that's the truth. That, yeah. Like when the judge in this case was um, castigating, was, was being so careful about about not letting certain things come through. I appreciate that on some on some level, but on the other hand, I'm I I I I don't appreciate it because I really wish that jurors could hear all the evidence, whether it's relevant or not, and then just have enough actually prudence to say that's garbage. No, and, I don't. That's I don't, but, but, no. but the reality reality is Americans are not that mature. Americans they don't understand the system well enough. And so, I, I, as as bad as it is, I think that what's going on is probably what needs to happen right now. Very few I, have discernment. Right. That's the I, thing. Paul, I agree. Paul, I, I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think you watch TV too much, and I'm sorry. And, and like everybody else, you group everybody in, in one ball and say Americans can't discern, Some you can. know, the truth or not. But, you know. If you go out in the real world and you talk to people that own businesses, Mm -hmm. that work jobs, and, hey, we have to discern right from wrong all the time. And they may not know the – so everybody's an individual on a one-on-one basis, and I think it's dangerous. I don't say I disagree with you, but I would say it is dangerous to do what you're doing and put everybody in a box and frame everybody a certain way because of who they are. Right. Or what group they associate with. Right. Everybody's an individual, mm-hmm. and the people are trying to frame us right now. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> white Christians are bad people. Right. 
We have right. a standard of right and wrong that we right. go by. Right. So they frame us all as being radical, you know, uh, radical, crazy people, uh, crazy wanna, people. And just, we're individuals, and we right. don't want to right. be make the same mistake as saying that about Democrats or right. or, or any other nationality. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we're all Americans and we're all individuals. I sit next to other people at church well, that are white folks, yeah. and I can tell you. They think wrong all the time. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no, People agree. have a choice. I agree. But I guess part of, part of my point here is that I, I wish that we had 50 times as many jury trials as what we have. And I think that would actually make Americans ready for serious jury trials like this and not have to be so protected by the judge from the facts, if you will. Well, discerning legally is beyond your emotional state is what the right. problem but, but the is. more experience that we right. have with these sorts of things is that, you know, I, I think a lot of judges would tell you that, you know, if, if two or three witnesses come together and their story is exactly the same, what is that evidence for? It's evidence. And they're probably telling the truth. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it's evidence that they're colluding. They if their story together. is almost exactly yeah. the same, because the fact oh, is that the, witness, the witnesses generally don't see things exactly the same. Everybody they're, has they're, a perspective. They're not lying, but they will get the facts a little bit different. Well, that, yeah, but that's what I, I know it is. That's what I was assuming that you were saying. Well, Paul's been at the Capitol too much. Yeah, well, that's, that's true, too. But I do that when I but, get on a but, conference call. But from what I understand, that's one of those things that, that, that they will look for in witnesses. If their stories line up perfectly, right. Then that's it's that's evidence. To me and Paul, it's collusion. It's, it's, that's, it's evidence that it's collusion that they've actually they've come together and they've they've actually they've synchronized their stories because the reality exactly is that right. people see things and perceive things differently, and so they will report things differently. Well, they're and all that's a okay. different they're not, place yeah, they're when not, they're something not, happens. They're not lying. Just like someone might say, "Well, Kyle Rittenhouse was four feet away from this guy," and someone else will say he's ten feet. Well, that might just merely they can be, both be right. a different perspective. No, one of them, probably both wrong, because it was probably just three and a half feet. But, but the reality is that that um, neither one of them are lying. They have different perspectives. Some people just re- are really bad at judging distances. Yes. And, and then, then they just have different everybody perspectives. Says also, 100, right? so if everybody says 120 yards. I used to get on conference calls with... Uh, you know, a government affairs committee, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd have somebody in New York and somebody in right. Chicago and somebody in Georgia. And when they all showed up with the same idea and the exact same talking points, you'd it's think, like you know, it's they've like, been talking to somebody. Yeah, exactly like what, what he's talking right. about. So everybody may not have experience with that, right. but but people are smarter than you give them credit to be. And, and every individual—that's what we want to be judged by. We want to be judged by our peers. We don't want to give too much power to the judicial system, and that's what, I would that's hope. What kind of scares. That, that's what yeah. kind of scares me, though, is that 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 when the judges have so much power to um, isolate jurors from from evidence, that scares me. Now, I, I think it may be sort of necessary, but I, I wish it. It wasn't. is when it comes down to constitutionality, well, and you, and, that, and I, I wish it. I wish it wasn't so so critical because I, I wish jurors could would have the the knowledge and experience to look at some judges and say, you're full of it. The law is actually this. And what you're telling us is the law is is hogwash and garbage. I I wish jurors had that kind of knowledge base that they didn't have to rely on the judge to tell them what's going on. But they're going to be drawn in emotionally to what they see on TV. Whether they know it or they perceive mm -hmm. it, it's going to affect their opinion. I think it will. We don't want you in the media, do we? Well, I think it will. I think it will affect That's what I meant. But the the more experience that people have, 
the, the more they'll be immune to that. Okay, so I wanted to play a piece of audio, and it took us a while to get to this. Uh, this is of one of the people who was shot. Uh, he was shot in the shoulder. And, you know, they always tell you, if you're a lawyer, that you need to know what the answer is if you're going to ask the question. Right. And so the prosecution had a witness on the stand who had been shot. Their own witness. And I want you to listen. And I think this is when the case really crumbled on them. I mean, this is the famous picture you'll see of the two prosecuting attorneys with their head, their hands in their heads, their hands in their head, their head, Head. heads in their hands (laughs) and just kind of shaking their heads because of what their witness did to their case. And uh, let's just go to the to the witness stand. And this is I don't know what the guy's name was uh, that was testifying of what happened when he got shot by by right now. Here we go. That's a photo of you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, that's Mr. Rittenhouse? Correct. Okay. Now, you'd agree your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, correct? Yes. Okay. And once your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, that's when he fires his gun. Yes? No. (laughs) Sir, look, I don't want to... Does this look like right now your arm is being shot? That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yes. Okay. And it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him. Yes? Yes. Okay, so when you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Okay, so that's when the prosecution put their heads in their hands, all right? Because he he told the truth. Now, he went on a bunch of talking head shows afterwards that were lefties, CNN and whatever, and changed his whole story again, which is, okay, fine. It just proves the guy's a liar, (laughs) All right, he's a liar. Right. It, it's it's hard to get in front of a picture and say, um, that's not what's going on. Yeah, right. I mean, well, it showed him pointing I'm, the gun I'm, at him, I'm and compete. he wanted to lie. You could tell he was going. Up. Well, well, no, I, yeah. I, well, I, I think but, it, the thing is, he might not have even intentionally pointed his gun at him. But the reality is, no, he, he intentionally he, he was pointing at his yeah. noggin. Well, it, it does. But the thing is, sometimes people are just clumsy and whatever. But the reality is, whether or not he intended to, you point a gun at somebody. Especially after they've been kicked in the face, hit with a skateboard a couple times, and and been knocked down, or, or <laughs> and people ground, are coming and, up and on you from all att- different directions. Yeah, you're being, you're being attacked by mobs, by a mob of people. I tell you what, if you better get away from that guy, because the fact is he's being attacked on from multiple different assailants. If you're running toward him and you've got a gun and you he's cornered at if that you point. accidentally point that gun at that guy, I tell you what, he's he's got so much cause to shoot you. He's well, the state. other thing was I mean, is that. They kept questioning him about, you wanted to take your rifle and go to Kenosha and kill people. Yeah. And he says, no, I didn't go to shoot people. And they said, but you wanted to kill people. He says, no, I didn't want him to take my gun and shoot right. me. Right. And right. That's thing, called self-defense. One of the things that I, I, wish, I wish that Kyle had had the presence of mind to do is to point out that the best use of weaponry 
is to discourage people from ever doing wrong in the first place. And so, you know, sometimes I carry a Glock openly. Guess what that does? I don't want somebody to challenge me. I don't want to have to shoot anybody. The reality is I want that gun to work its best, use it, be its best purpose, sit in the holster. See, that's that's the one thing that always there. drove me crazy about open carry arguments. And the person said, well, if you open carry... Then the bad guy knows that you got a gun. Well, that's exactly, the, that's exactly what right. I want him to know. Right. The, the reality <laughs> is that most people are not so desperate that they're going to go and attack the guy with a gun. Yeah. Most of the time, they're going to choose a different most. target. Unless they want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. so, so the reality is that when you're carrying a gun, the best possible use of that gun is for it to stay in its holster. Yeah. And I for agree. no one to ever bother you. And so the reality is when you're carrying an AR-15... Most people are smart enough not to attack you. I'm not going to be chasing him across. Yeah, I'm not going to be chasing somebody. No. They were, I mean, he was that's... trying to get out of there. He was trying to get to the police and get to safety. Right. And yeah. so, so when you, you chase, you, you got Except someone. that they were trying to keep burning dumpsters from one of the people that got killed uh, from being pushed into their car. Well, right. and, we, we got more to talk about. We got to take a break. Got to get a break in. I need to tell people about uh, Pat Davis. I had... A couple of emails over, well, no, they're instant messages because they came through uh, Facebook, um, asking me, was Pat Davis the name of the guy that you were saying about insurance? And I say, yes. And then I said, call him and he'll show you how to save money on your health insurance, 30 to 50 percent, no co-pays. You've heard me talking about Pat. You know all the great things that he can do for you. All you got to do is call him. So in case I don't want you to have to look up his number, here's his number so you can talk to him. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Now, if you'd like, you can go to his website and talk to him there as well. Yourhealthplanman.com. It's yourhealthplanman.com. Get your health uh, insurance. Uh, save yourself some money. Talk to Pat Davis today. All right, we got about six minutes left here in this hour, and uh, then we'll move on from this topic. But I thought this is the big one today. Because the closing arguments of the trial are today, and I'll be surprised if the jury is out very long. I think that they'll, they've figured this out and what they want to do. And um, a lot of money, I think, spent for no reason uh, to go after Kyle Rittenhouse. With that all said, there is a part of this story that is not being talked about enough i don't believe and that is five days into the trial suddenly video appears that nobody has ever seen before yeah, that that new um there was a new um, um um drone footage yeah and the drone footage is from the fbi mm-hmm. now why was the why did the fbi have a drone there so there was there was a really high flying drone that had the um, aerial um, 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 infrared yeah heat heat signature um, yeah recording so and you then, could tell that there's live people right down right there. right and then there was another then the other drone footage I think that just came out very recently was 
was actual video. Up close and personal. All right. And my question is, I would understand if that were the police force mm-hmm. that brought a drone in. But why was the why was the federal government? Yeah, at that particular time, mm-hmm. why was the federal government surveilling what was going on? I I don't I don't get it. A terrorist organization was burning down a city. I mean, if you have a terrorist organization, you know we look we see this stuff on TV all the time in the Middle East and different mm-hmm. places, and we think. Why don't they put those people in jail? Why do they let these people run wild? Who's the organizers? Uh, Are the well, organizers and, and, running free? And, that, and that's a fair that's a that's a fair observation. Is you've got a BLM that you know they're kind of a a, a a national organization, if you will, and so they're, they're not kind of. They are. Yeah, they, are. <laughs> they are. They are. They're documenting a case against them. Right. That's what so I would that, be doing. That, They've made that, it obvious they're not interested a, in that. That becomes a now, federal they, issue when they're going across our, state lines. All RG, the time. I, I don't think they were trying to document a case against <laughs> yeah. them. I mean, all they had to do was not watch all. all summer long, and they had a case mm-hmm. against them. Well, it's a. I think it's a good thing that they were filming it in this one case. You know, I think we're probably all when I'm in the backyard. You know, feeding my dogs, I figure I'm probably on film doing that. Or you yep. go out in the Ozark Mountains to ride your motorcycle on federal property. I yeah. mean, you're probably being filmed all the time at this point. Yeah, I've been to that conclusion for years now. <laughs> years. But, but, it, but it is, it, but to Dave's point, though, it is it is a little bit. Don't be out going out into the woods with a goat. I'm just telling you. They'll use it against you. But it, it is kind of interesting, though, that, to think about think that the federal government is watching you. What else do they the have time. all the time? All the time. That's, that's just, and I, I hope that, I don't know, it just disturbed me. And it also disturbed me the FBI sat on it. Well, that well, was my question. Was, was that why would re- they sit Was on that it? most recent video actually from the FBI or was it from a private user? No, they, they, the, the one that just showed up like five days in the trial was FBI. Was it really? Okay. Yes. Aren't I, the leaders of this terrorist organization that's, that's citing all these rights, why are they not in jail? I agree with you. Why are they not in jail? Why, why, wasn't, why wasn't Grosskreutz? Crates arrested. Why? Why were? Yeah, he was a he's a pedophile. Dude. Oh yeah, well, no, we're talking about the gross courts was a guy that survived. Oh okay. The, yeah. um, I mean, do our leaders? I mean, why do, why do we elect them to do hunt, uh, protect uh, criminals? Right. Well, maybe so. Well, part of the problem is so, so the prosecutors are attorneys, and most attorneys are left wings, left wing people, and so it's 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 not surprising. It shouldn't be surprising to us when a lot of prosecutors have some kind of crazy ideology when Soros it comes to... Soros has infected a lot of the process. George Soros says infected There may, there may be some of, of that, but ju- just go, going to law school is a problem for so many kids. They go through law school and they get out and they can't read anymore. It's a serious problem. <laughs> I, th- this, I think the sad part is and whenever I go to Washington to talk to people about the things for our industry or go to the capital people are more worried about losing their job and making it to retirement than they than they are right and wrong right and that's the reason yep. they don't stand up to bullies and do things all right i agree hold your powder we'll come back for more of it ignite it when we return on the dave ellswick show Hey, 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 hey,
All right, let's get into the second hour here of a Monday show. I thought we did a pretty good job, guys, of of covering Rittenhouse and what was going on. And uh, personally, I think he's going to be found not guilty. He's going to be acquitted. However, look, I was watching uh, CNN. Yes, I know. Okay, but I was watching. Got to know what the what your enemies are doing too. But you know, Claire McCaskill is on their talking head show on on Sundays. And she was saying that uh, she said the same thing I said to you guys in the back of people's minds. This whole thing about why he was there. She kept she kept beating that drum. I'm just trying to boom, boom, boom. You know why was he there with an AR-15? Blah blah blah. And uh, also, you can't kill somebody with skateboards. She was saying that too. And uh, and I, I you know unless don't ask me to try it. Yeah, if she had been yeah if she had been hadn't been um, you know, somehow um, connected, uh, familiar, or as, as a family member, she would never have been a senator, okay? But right. she's the dumbest woman I've ever listened to talk at times. Uh, not not as bad as some of the members of uh, AOC's gang. Maisie Hirono. They're, mm-hmm. they're very, very dumb. But the bottom line was is that uh, she was making a lot of the points we were making, and then she, they asked her, will you be found guilty or not guilty? Well, what did she do? Well, she gave the political answer. She said, it, it will be a, they will make a decision that will not be make the people on the left happy or not make the people on the right happy. No. It'll be interesting to see. That's what, that's what she I said. I had a judge oh. actually tell me that one time. I was standing there and and I had paperwork on how long a person's warranty was, and they'd sign the paper and went and it was a year and a half out of warranty, and right was right and wrong was wrong. That's right. I mean, we had we had the documentation right. from both sides. We both had the documentation, right. and the judge says, "Well, if I make people both sides equally as upset, I feel like that uh, I've rendered justice." Well, and I thought to myself, "Where's your Where's your definition of justice? Is there Is there any right and wrong left in this world? Right, is no. there a source of authority that, that, of what right and wrong that's, actually that's is? That's absurd. Now, sometimes that will be the case that both sides are wrong, and so both sides are upset. But when the reality is that that's not standard by any stretch of the imagination. Now, this is, here's the other point where I mentioned that I like the idea of sequestering a jury, especially mm-hmm. in something like this, right? Because I'm sure they saw the same article I saw that the governor has sent 500 troops, <laughs> National Guard troops, to Kenosha to quail any uprising that that happens there. And, and people are but taking here's what pictures I'm saying. The, the jurors. Yeah, because they basically made the, the jurors. They're threatening the jurors. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm going, these people are seeing these same kind of things you're thinking are we going to have a repeat of this if i find a guy not guilty right. how am i right. going to get out of the courthouse get, are they going to get their cut their throats cut yeah i mean but, i mean there's a lot of things that are outside the realm of what's happening in the courtroom right where were these people when they were burning down the city yeah right. did they not think that that might have been a good time to call them out now the what was it their mayor well and yeah, the it mayor wasn't a good right. idea because trump wanted to do it well and the thing is yeah. but, but but when the it's when the police that, yeah, yeah. But trump when, wanted to send troops in but when and the local police want. don't have what it then takes he, to he turned it down to go yeah. in and actually 
do something about it in a serious way, you got to put a stop to this this mess. When when people are setting car lots on fire and burning a hundred cars or whatever yeah. it might be, you got to stop that. You let can't me, just let me sit take back. you back to the late sixties, and and at that time the boss was in charge of uh, Chicago mm. Daily Senior mm. was in charge of Chicago. I didn't like exactly how he took care of the riots at the convention, Democratic convention. However... Would he use a fire hose? No, no. He he took the mounted police and they rode right into the crowd. Oh, wow. Um, I, was at, I was at Lincoln Park when that happened, not protesting. I was covering it for the Hammond Times. Because right. they thought a young kid could get in there and get some pictures that older right. people couldn't. Right. And they were right. I got some great shots. But... I also knew that the, the people who were protesting weren't putting flowers in the barrels of, of the National Guard there. They were throwing golf balls with 10-penny nails driven through them. Oh, wow. Them. All yeah, right. So they were, they were doing all kinds they, of stuff. They were nice people. So they were lucky. Now, I'm going to say it probably the majority weren't doing that, but it mm-hmm. only takes a minority to start hitting police officers <clears throat> with nail-encrusted golf balls. It doesn't take very many. Yeah, right. to to bring down the wrath of the Chicago police on you. Mm-hmm. And they went riding in and they had their riot batons at that time. They didn't have their normal nightsticks. Nightstick is about 12 inches long, maybe 15. And it's made out of wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the riot batons were about 24 inches long and filled with lead. Mm-hmm. So they cracked heads at that point. That's what they were doing. And I remember the media talking about how terrible the police were. And nobody was reporting on what was going on with the rioters. And And it's still going on. No, It started peaceful, but it didn't take long, (laughs) let me tell you. And and that's that's the thing is that, that private citizens are not obligated to put up with people setting their buildings on fire, no. setting their property on fire, and, 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 and daily vandalizing. Them. You, are not enti- <laughs> you are not entitled to he be allowed to do them. that, and no one is obligated to sit there and let you do it. Here's what else he warned you. We're not going to stop of and ask you if you have a press pass. Hmm. If you're in the middle of it, Get away from those know people. Know that you might right. get hit. If you're, yeah. if you're standing <laughs> beside someone who's throwing rocks at the police, or throwing rocks at anybody for they that matter. They weren't throwing rocks, brother. <laughs> they were throwing crusted golf balls, whatever yeah. it might be. If, if, if someone else is, is antagonizing in a serious way someone else, don't stand by those people. Get away from that them. That happened in Portland all year, too. That's the thing that everybody knew back then. You didn't throw... You didn't you didn't go out and throw, you know, golf balls with ten penny nails in them at the police. Right. Or if you did, there was going to be a response. Right. right. No, at these, and and so those lives. are the kind of people to get away from. And you don't want to be standing right. beside those people. At these Black Lives Matter riots, you can see with them showing up with things to do damage. Yes, I mean, they have guns. When, when people They've saw, got guns. I mean, what was the guy doing there with the Glock that that was pointing at him? Was yeah. He, well, yeah. What was he doing there? Yeah. But whenever people start too. showing up with with gasoline, and when people start showing up with bricks and baskets and stuff like that, and yeah. they're pre-staged, yeah. yeah, and they're pre. I mean, <laughs> do you think the police might say, "Hey, Pallets. this may not be a peaceful riot"? Yeah. I'm not sure, well, but you it know, may not be we, a peaceful march. A peaceful it's going march. to turn into yeah. a right. violent riot. Yeah, That's I mean, right. what well, kind of a sign do you need? Yeah, 
<laughs> you need, who was the comedian says, here's your sign? Yeah, that's oh, exactly right. What's yeah. his name? I remember him. Engel, Engel something. Engel. There was a, there was yeah. They need a sign that says cowards. Yeah, like, well, well, that's, but well that's then the they leaders. fall back and say, the how dare you shoot? And I'm, I mean, they're shooting rubber bullets. Now, and I'm gonna, lasers. I'm going to tell you what. Guys. Rubber bullet will kill you if it hits you in the eye or something. Yeah. Well, but the chances are, are, are small. Well, you're but you are going to get a hell of a bruise. Well, they it weren't hurts, shooting but, anything the night that right, this the re, event happened. The reality no, is that, about that property owners... This is going to be funny. If Black Lives Matter, I'm just thinking about this, if they go out because Rittenhouse gets off and they riot, they will be rioting because of three white boys. I mean, th- really? Mm-hmm. Not, not, they'll find the logic. Hey, the they're trying to yeah, that. they'll come up with logic. The they're trying to destroy this country. It's not about yeah, race, I un- people. I it's not about race. That. This is a power struggle. Oh, and yeah. race has nothing well, to do with it. I think this is, this is just one of those situations where government allowed rioting to go on. Some private citizens came up to try to slow it down, and the rioters attacked one of the private citizens. Private citizen ended up having to shoot a couple people, three and now, too. and now the now the guys being prosecuted. Yeah. No, yeah. Th- okay. So so government didn't do their job. Somebody else got attacked because government wasn't doing their job. And a, now government's prosecuting. It's pretty the guy. clear that it was self defense. I mean, I it's, think it's, it's clear. really clear. In, in fact, as far clear. as I'm concerned. And again, go I go back to that thing that's in the back of people's heads. Why was he there? Right. I, I think that's why would you what if it had drones at OJ Simpson's? Oh crowd, my huh? lord! I think I think had a drone over his house. The, the, there's there was one question I think that the prosecution tried to bring up, and, and that was whether or not Kyle pointed his gun at a couple of people right before the first shooting. But the prosecution decided not to bring their witnesses that would have testified. Yeah, to because that. they were known to be massive liars. Well, and that was that was one of the defense <laughs> the one of the defense attorneys said, "No, you could have brought this this other guy for a witness, but you know he was a liar." Yeah, well, and they so were like they were impeachable right. witnesses. Right. So that's, that's, that's restraint. Well, and of course we talked about the silence means he's guilty. Right. No, you're right. I, I mean, that's boy, a that whole blow, other that really matter. blows my mind. I mean, yeah, boy, the, yeah. The if judge you look guilty, ripped him a new and one. You're quiet and you planted. look guilty. You're probably guilty. It's well, planted yeah. in those jurors' minds, though. You yeah. know, the right to remain silent. Yeah. Do yeah. we still have that right? Yeah. Keep in mind that a lot of people be sitting on that jury have been have been affected by culture. Yeah. No, they yeah. have. You're right. You're right. And yeah. It's All right, a, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. When we come back, why does the Arkansas State Police seem to always, and I'm going to say always because I don't know if any time they've shown up on a gun case, that they're not asking for, you know, more control over guns and not less control over guns. We'll explain it to you when we come back. Uh, East End Towing will take good care of you if you need a a, tow. If your car breaks down, they're going to come out and get your car, and uh, they'll get you somewhere where you can get your car back and the whole nine yards. Uh, They also know what to do if you happen to be broke down on the side of the road. What are you going to do with your camper? What are you going to do with your boat? All of that kind of stuff. They... They, they know the situations, and they have the answers to those. So my suggestion is when you need a tow, you call East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Give them a call. They'll take good care of you. 
All right, Paul and I get into conversations about when there's a gun rights bill up at the Capitol and how the Arkansas State Police seem to always show up against it. Whatever it is, if it's going to expand your gun rights, mm-hmm. they does, will testify. They seem pretty against consistent it. with yeah. that. It's like they're a, a, another arm of Mom's Demand Action or something. Well, we they were up there. This is probably what a year, year and a half ago, maybe two. It, it's been maybe a couple sessions back. Okay, so they were wanting to lower the cost of concealed carry licenses. For instance, in Indiana, where I originally came from. A concealed carry license costs you five bucks, five dollars. That's it. Five bucks. Paperwork fees. And they don't even take fingerprints or anything. It's five dollars. And it's take care of a few pieces of paper. So uh, most people don't get upset. But here in Arkansas, I don't know what the cost is now, but I do know when I got mine, it was nearly, it was a little over two hundred dollars. Because of the fingerprints and all the stuff that they that they did. Retirement plan. Yeah. Well, funny you should bring that up. <laughs> Everybody kept asking, why is it so expensive? Well, a member of the Arkansas State Police, female. Attorney. Yeah, attorney. Kind of their public affairs person, I think. Something like that. I'm not got sure. in front of one of the uh, capital um committees and i want you to listen to what she said supposedly the reason they wanted you to have a concealed carry license is they wanted you to prove that you could handle a gun that wasn't that what we always kept hearing uh, they wanted to prove that you're safe that we can okay. trust you okay. sort of thing, I, thing. I assume yeah yeah so okay basically you can so here's her you talking you freedom if and now you're go- right. here you can get the real story here it is. I'm Mary Claire McLaurin with the Arkansas State Police. Thank you, Chairman, members, for allowing me to speak to you today. Um, the problem we have with this bill is essentially that it is very vague. It allows people to carry under the laws of the state of Arkansas and the United States Constitution, but as Representative Pilkington just said, there is a lack of clarification about those laws. Um, there, The ways that it could affect state police are very significant. First of all, if you allow people to carry without carry concealed without a concealed carry license, what would be the purpose of the concealed handgun carry licensing statutes? Um, I believe many of you have probably been in other committees when you've heard people testify. Um, those statutes were implemented in 1995. They established the right to carry a concealed weapon in the state of Arkansas with a license. They also implemented a $100 fee for that license. They um, gave state police the sole responsibility for administering that program. In a way, the legislature at that time intended the concealed carry licensing fees to fund state police. Over the past 22 years, We have come to rely on those funds, and at this point, if you eliminate or reduce the concealed handgun carry licensing fees or that program, which this bill could do if you allow people to carry without a concealed carry license, that could potentially have an impact to our agency operations of up to $2.9 million a year. 
That is not what funds the concealed carry licensing section. That funds agency operations, cars, salaries. People will go home if there is no concealed carry licensing fees paid to state police. Additionally, if you allow people to carry concealed or open without a license, those people have not been vetted and do not have training. While there is a statute that says that convicted felons and people who have been mentally adjudicated mentally incompetent cannot carry, there are several other classifications under federal law that prohibit people from carrying. And regular law enforcement officers do not have access to that information. That information is contained in a NICS database that is maintained by the FBI. So if you're in that NICS database because you've been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence in another state, a regular law enforcement officer would not know that if they stopped you with that weapon. So potentially this bill could allow people who have who are barred by federal law from possessing a firearm to carry, and regular law enforcement officers would not be aware of that. Again, they would not, they would allow people, I know there's a lot of debate in this committee among representatives, among senators, among people who are probably here to testify for or against this bill or any of these other bills about the level of training and background that people should undergo um, okay. to carry Okay, we can stop it right there. Because the main point, the first point that she meant, made was that the that that we want your particular money. yeah that particular yeah. Uh, legislation was passed to fund the Arkansas State Police. That's horrendously no, stupid. It was, it, it was not. It was not. And even if it was, that's not an excuse to get to keep it. Keep a terrible, e- evil, illegal program. But she again, said we've came to depend on right, that. There, does that sound right? Does that sound familiar well, to the state and, of Arkansas and, and the conversations and we've have, been having? I have, I have an easy suggestion for them to cut some some of their expenses. Fire their blasted lobbyists. Fire their tax funded lobbyists that are coming down there to fight against our rights. When, when they when they have what three, four, five people down there nearly every day during the session. I'm I'm down there almost every day during the session, and I see their people down there probably as much or more than I'm down there, and a lot of times it's not just one. So they've got people probably making pretty high salaries down there lobbying with our tax dollars. when this lady said what she said, both of us looked at each other with our – you could have – Picked our jaws it's, off, it's, off they the say floor the truth occasionally. It's, it's, yeah, it's I mean, like she truth. said she the just, reason. It's kind of like Bill Clinton. Every once in a while, the truth would just jump out. Like we don't care about <laughs> she your said, life. We want your money. We want the money. That Without your money, we can't do right. uh, uh, retirement. Without your money, we can't do cars. Without your and I'm thinking, like people will go How home. much money do they normally get? It's an inordinate in, amount. In Arkansas, we are selling our freedom out sure. to the sure. federal government and the state government constantly. We've sold out our health care right. right to choose. Hey, hey, We're we selling don't... out our Second Amendment right to choose. Our right. freedom's for right. sale in Arkansas. And our, what's more important to you, the money or your freedom? And how difficult would it be to give police here in Arkansas the ability to check if somebody was not supposed to have a firearm because of domestic abuse. I got to say, that wouldn't take several rocket scientists to figure it out. If they are in trouble for something else, you could check. But the reality is that, you know, if someone's just simply caring, you can't check them. That's that. You know, we've got a Fourth Amendment here in in America that 
you know, just because someone is walking down the street doesn't give the police or anybody else the right to stop them and do a background check. If they're not doing anything anything illegal. Leave them them alone. But I wanted to play that today because I mentioned it that we had the audio. And uh, I wanted to play Mm -hmm. for you today so you would go. So there you go. Okay, we'll be back with more. Bill O'Reilly's up next, and then we'll come back with more of the Power Panel. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, go talk to Eric today. Been talking about him for weeks now, months, years. Uh, I was just over there a few weekends ago. I bought my wife some nice stud earrings, diamond studs. Got a really good price on it, about 50% off. And uh, you can do the exact same. Anybody comes in there right now and says they, they heard about him on uh, my show, he's going he's gonna to cut 20% off of whatever it is uh, that you're buying. Uh, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, uh, Suite E in, up in Hillcrest. And uh, if you don't want to go, you just want to call and talk to Eric, 501-246-3655. He's open daily starting at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. You can go by Monday through Saturday. He is closed on Sunday, and that's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, we're going to have him back on another, probably next week, right before Thanksgiving, because he'll be doing some sales, and I want you to know about how to really save some money. That's good. When you when you can almost save 50%, it's pretty good. I'm just telling you, that's pretty good. All right, so I hope that I, I didn't flip you out totally playing that ASP Oh no! I, again. I, I think that's I'm, 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 I'm so glad to have that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I held yeah, on to it. Audio. Heidi did a good job of getting that into like a a file uh, that uh, you, you know use, you yeah. put in and and, mm-hmm. and hold on to it. So because right. I I was sending it to her again mm-hmm. and she looked up at me and she says she points at the microphone. You know I put my headphones on. She's we got a channel that she pushes a button or I push a button mm-hmm. and we can talk to each other. And she says, are you talking about this particular one? I said, yeah. She says, I got it. Cool. So we're ready to go with it. So, yeah. No, it's one of those things. That it's, that's it's, an eye-opener, man. It's an embarrassment. The, the governor could put a stop to that, but he doesn't. No. Well, I, I just it, keep saying, sad. Arkansas can never be truly independent in free thinking until it is financially independent. Mm-hmm. And so... We know the federal government's gone. The budget and the independence of the federal government is gone. So I think we need to start concentrating on saving what freedom that we have. Well, in let's States. let's let's be honest here. Let's give people the numbers. Typically, the amount of taxation coming from our people in the businesses of this state is a little over five point three billion dollars it's somewhere in that it's in that that's state money but when you look at our budget and how much pass-through money comes here from the federal government it's our budget is like 35 billion dollars think about 30 piles. billion dollars coming from the federal government and what do you what do you think a lot of these uh, folks that are are serving in the uh, the state legislature going to do? Are, are, are you going to shoot the golden goose? Right. Are they willing to stand up and say, no, we will not sell our citizens out in exchange for free money? That, no, those, we won't do it. That, that's, that's what I want them to stand up and say, no, we will not take people's rights away just because the federal government's going to give you money. We won't make you wear a seatbelt 
Right. Because the federal government is you know, offering us you, nine million. I think it was nine million. I think at it the might time. have been more than that now. But yeah. but the the thing is, you know, you know, if if it's a free way, if it's a way to get some free federal dollars of the federal government stealing from us, okay, pass the law and then don't enforce well, it. I, I, I can see that money I, is power. I had some it. I had some uh, elected officials say, Dave, it's no big deal. Yes, it is. And because and here's what they were doing: they couldn't stop you if you were not wearing a seatbelt, and they couldn't give you a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. I mean, it was there was a law in the books that was Had to didn't have any didn't have any like teeth in it at right. all, and uh, then the federal government, uh, you know, offered millions of dollars to make sure you made it. What, what was it? A class A type of uh, it was a violation. Of violation. Which meant that they could see you not wearing a seatbelt, pull, pull you over, you over a primary and then give you a ticket for Every it. Small and it's, thing. And it's like a hundred and something dollars. I mean, that, right. well, I don't know about everybody well, else, but that's still, that's we're still money. talking right. money and so, here. So, yeah. And what, what was one of the frustrating things about that was, I think it was actually only $25, but the local jurisdictions would add on court fees. And so it could be over a hundred dollars. No, so they were getting the money right, too. Right. So they were they were they were making something a, in it for everybody. It's, cash, it's, cash, it's cash not yeah. a good deal unless there's this, something in it for everybody. And so, so, oh, a couple of years ago or so, I was sitting at, at a through a court case with a friend, I think. And so somebody, you know, a lot of times there'll be a lot of different people come through with their cases. There was a guy that had been sitting in jail for two or three weeks. It was over a seatbelt violation. He didn't pay it. I guess lost the ticket, whatever it was. Didn't go into court. Got a got a bench warrant out for his arrest. He got arrested. He sat in jail for like I think it was nineteen days or something like that. And Couldn't then, go to work, and, right? No, and so and so the, it wrecks his life or whatever. But anyway, so th- this was Judge um, David Reynolds there in Conway, I think is who it was, and he's pretty, he's kind of a gentle man. He's not he's retired now, but he um, he's like. So you're that one guy that they were talking about, <laughs> who, who who this is a big deal. You know, you you get, you get somebody that the law never should have existed in the first place. And now you've got somebody who got literally got arrested and locked in jail because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And guys, cars didn't have seatbelts in them years until, ago. Until about the mid sixties, right? About and the mid sixties, it was an option. In 1965, you could have ordered a Chevrolet with or without seatbelts. Seat well, so uh, well, and what, what are you going to do? You're going to pay for the seatbelts, or you're not going to pay? I, we didn't pay for them. Whatever you want to do, but the reality is. To lock someone in jail because they didn't um, wear their seatbelt and they didn't pay the fine for not wearing their seatbelt? I'm did sorry. Did he do it as a matter of principle or did he do it I as don't a matter know. of oh, there's no principle? I, I, don't know. I, don't know what the, I don't know what is what is reason for not wearing it, but the reality <laughs> is that, that it's none of the government's business. It is, it is not any of the government's business if I wear a seatbelt. The fact is I do wear a seatbelt, but... It is not any of the government's business if I wear a seatbelt. Well, I wear I it just because I'd go nuts if I got to listen to it. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, cars, ding the whole time. <laughs> but, but it's, well, cars. the airbags kind of add another level to a seatbelt. It, yeah. It, it does. But if, it's, you don't but want your face on the steering wheel when, on the, when the airbag goes No, away. don't well, want to break your nose <laughs> and, and everything it, else. It, in it, your, but the reality yeah. is, are we children or are we adults? No. Is, is the government our daddy? Our government's tell job us, to protect us right. from ourselves, right. I'm telling you. you know, we've we, we, chosen paternalism. We have chosen to act like children and to accept this this big brother telling us what to do. Big it, daddy. It, it's big daddy. freedom for sale. It's freedom for sale for money. Right. And the more money they get, the more powerful state government gives. It, That's the reason well, you know what's the, that the we have a state health care exchange. Is that the, the safer they make a car inside, 
and I forget what the psychological term is. There is a term for this. The crazier people tend right. to drive, the well, more the more chances huh? because they feel like the seatbelt and the and airbags, it's all going to protect you. And the crumple crumple up in the front of the car and everything and so they drive faster well, between that and insurance and wherever else it's a, um a, what is that terminology it's not perverse incentive it's a it's similar to that um it's um what is that term anyway. no it's so, so like when you buy insurance you'll um you'll tend to be less careful with something it's a, what is that terminology that's it's was used? that the solidarity bill that we um, lost recently in the last one where the the state would stand up for our Second Amendment rights if someone took them away from. Was that the that's, name of that's, that bill? That's a different yeah. issue, no? But that's but a different issue. But, but it's but it's still it's it's, very it's, similar. It's one of those things that that like Dave was talking about. You you put all these different safety measures in place, and people get stupider. Yeah, because they, they, they feel because safe. they don't think they right. have to drive safe. Right. Because they're inherently safe. Right. By the features of the car. Right. No. All right. And and, just, and, and, and it's in everything. I mean. Sure. Uh, it, it has a psychological effect. I think our country is culturally. You get the feeling bulletproof. Yeah, well, sure. that's right. that, that's There's an everyday man saying it. That's right. That's true. There's rioters felt uh, apparently yeah. bulletproof. The rioters and the looters apparently feel bulletproof mm-hmm. now. I mean, from well, yeah, because they're cops. not going to arrest them. Right. So that's another. Well, <laughs> well can, can you yeah, imagine exactly right. the the brazen boldness to chase somebody with an AR-15? Right. That's what I mean. You've got somebody who's armed in a way that can just kill you very, very easily, and you're going to chase him? And there were several people chasing him. You not got, just you, yeah, ahead. not just a few. Yeah, right. not well, just in, in the first in, in the first case, it was basically the the one the one Rosenbaum guy that was chasing Kyle, um, primarily, and, and you you back him up against some between some cars. It's like. Dude, you really thought that was going to turn out good? Right, right. I, you, you didn't even bring a knife to that gunfight. to him, he was comfortable well, with they that. Had, they had well, yeah, that, no that was, and so, so he became so brazen. You know, these people are good folks. They won't shoot us. I was, so we're I, going to take advantage so of that. So let, let's back this guy into a corner and see how long it takes, see how far you can push him before he shoots right. you. You're going to take a grown man who's in his 30s chasing down a 17-year-old boy who's half his age. You know what? You're, you're stupid. If you think that's going to turn out while. good. I was watching a movie Friday night, and uh, it's, a, it's a classic. I was watching TMC, and they showed the movie Ex- Exodus, which is the... Uh, With Charles Heston? No, 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 no. No, no. no that's Ten Commandments. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Ex- Exodus stars Paul Newman, and uh, it's about the founding of the state of Israel. And... Sal Menio was in the movie. He won an Academy Award, in fact, I believe, for it, or it was at least nominated. And he's talking to a very young Jill Hayworth, who is in this movie. And uh, she's holding a Molotov cocktail because they're expecting the Arabs to attack at any moment Hmm. to push them into the sea. And he walks up to her and he says, you're holding that wrong. And she's, he shows Jill Hayworth how she's supposed to be holding this Molotov cocktail. So when she strikes the match and holds it, it immediately catches on fire. And I'm thinking to my and I looked at Linda and I said, you couldn't put that in a movie now. 
Mm-hmm. You just could not put that in a movie now. They'd say you're promoting violence. But you right. can, uh, yeah. Well, well, but, but you, you can go on Main Street and burn people's car lots and well, the no, police no, don't no, show that's up. What, but I'm saying they want them to do that. So yeah, I'm just saying it's just really bizarre. Double standard. As you look, that movie came out in. 56 maybe 55 56 great movie it's a great movie a lot of people won't want to watch it because it's a lot about the politics of the time how the british government kept israel from being a country for like three years and then it gets into the u.n vote and how it was overwhelmingly pro-israeli oh my god do that now? Holy cow. Boy, they were tough. Oh, they they were tough, be, weren't they? It wouldn't be good. You get somebody fighting for their land in the place, they're tough. Well, every Arab state was against them, and they defeated them. And they did it again 10 years later when uh, you had the Yom Kippur War, and Moshe Dayan and the crew, they stopped Moshe Dayan with his tanks from going rolling into Egypt. I watched all of that when I was a kid on a lot yep. of that when I was a kid on TV, and I remember the guy with the patch. That was Moshe Dayan. Moshe Dayan, he man. was on TV he's still all one of, the time. He's still one of my heroes. Yeah, he, he really was, is. He was on t- during all of that. He was on TV all the time, and he was one tough cookie. Yes, he was. He, he, I, you remember we did the trip about a year and a half ago, and then a lot of people wouldn't go because of COVID to Israel, and the gentleman that runs that trip for us. Uh, was in the special forces and he was in the uh the six day war and uh he was he's something they would bury themselves in it in the sand with chains on the hooks and let a tank run over them then hook the tank w- with with a chain as it was going over them with them buried in the sand they're tough they're so. tough when you got to be tough you got to be tough you want to live you better be willing to fight that's all i gotta say all right let's talk about dustin turner uh and then we'll come back and finish up uh today's show if you've never watched exodus you should watch it auto premature uh you know um directed it i don't know if you could re you could shoot it again because it's very pro it, it, it's now they say it's a zion zionist people's zionist. Uh, propaganda that's what they would call it Truth is the truth, folks. I'm just telling you. And the reason that they wouldn't give in is that they had just come from Germany where they'd killed six million of them. Keep that in mind. All right. They'd have been worse to go. Yeah. Don't don't think about Dustin Turner had a house up for sale in my neighborhood. Uh, the house on my left side, oh, pardon me, my right side, well, it depends on which way you look at the house, but on the right side sold a couple of weeks ago. It took about took about two months, okay, to sell. But this was a big house. Well, people on the left side across the street from me decided to sell their house. Sold in two and a half weeks. That was the Dustin Turner one. So two months, two and a half weeks, I think I'll go with Dustin Turner. Why does his houses sell so fast? It's very simple. Uh, he, he does a marketing plan for you where he puts your house on just about every uh you know facebook uh, uh i don't know twitter feed and get some get your pictures of your house and he's got professional photographers come out and do the pictures uh that uh, makes people fall in love with your car or with your house pardon me and then they show up look at the house and go okay uh how about this much and then they turn around and uh, other people put in you know bids too and then you get a bidding war and you typically sell the house for more 
uh, they had asked, I think, 210 for their house across the road from me, and they sold it for 229 $19,000 more than they had asked. So think about this when you're looking at, uh, you know, doing your deal uh, with somebody to uh, sell your home. Call Dustin uh, Turner. Now you can Google at Dustin Turner, uh, uh, the home team, or call 501-952-2969. 501-952-2969. Let me just tell you, the market is still hot. All right, so if you're looking to sell, uh, I would say you're going to have to at uh, the middle of next year, and then things are going to start m- mitigating because by then the president will have run the economy completely into the ground. So five zero one nine five two two nine six nine. That's Dustin Turner. All right, let's uh, talk about a couple real quick things here. Uh, New York Post reporting uh, in today's edition. 500 Wisconsin National Guard troops activated ahead of Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Hundreds of Wisconsin National Guard troops have been activated against the expected verdict in Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial. Uh, uh, Governor Tony Evers announced this Friday about 500 troops will be on hand outside of Kenosha and will respond if requested by local law enforcement. Now, remember... This is what happened the first time around. They didn't request The it. president offered mm-hmm. federal troops, and the mayor of the town turned him down. So uh, in mm-hmm. the event of civil unrest following the jury's decision. And then he wanted federal assistance to help build back. The guardsmen will be operating in conjunction with hundreds of officers from voluntarily volunteering law enforcement agencies, the governor's office said. We continue to be in close contact with our partners at the local level to ensure the state provides support and resources to help keep the Kenosha community and greater areas safe. So uh, and streamline the process. Have, make, make this make this garbage go away. I'm Did sorry. They have a if, new if, found. If, if you've got people out there vandalizing private property, put a stop to it now. Don't put up with it. Stop it. If that means that you have a, a streamlined system of grabbing those people and locking them into the, into the paddy wagon, whatever it takes, do it and do it fast. Don't put up with it. Don't let it get, get crazy. You remember they uh, used to complain about grabbing people and throwing them in unmarked cars in the beginning of the riots in Portland. Leave it perfectly marked. Make it yeah. make it make it a big a big old vehicle with lots of big old lettering on it. And then it. it gets set on fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, well I'll tell you what. If someone set 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 that thing on fire. You make them stop. Right. You need like what, whatever a, it takes, deadly force, whatever it is. If they set it on fire, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, they, they they need to stop breathing. That's what happened in Portland. Right. All you, year. you set, you set <laughs> a car on fire with people yeah. inside it. They yeah. set car, cars on fire with people in. Them? They had well, they threw Molotov cocktails and yeah. uh, cars with co- police in them. Well, and, yeah. yeah, you know, you, you know, that's that's a reason for use of deadly force. And then, yeah, and then the police aren't allowed to use anything deadly or right. um, gas no, that, that's, that's or absurd. anything else. That, that's absurd. Yeah, but so. the, the thing is, when, when people are acting like that, you don't need to be gentle with them. No, you don't. but the peaceful, the so-called peaceful ones, which I say were in cahoots with them, with the other well, non-peaceful ones, if you're ones, peaceful we're and someone's them. throwing a Molotov cocktail, get away from that, right. that person. That, that's my point. Yeah. They get wouldn't. away from that person because the reality is, if someone throws a Molotov cocktail and you're standing beside them, you might get shot. They would stand in front of them. That was Portland. 
All right. Let me give you one last thing here before we uh, call it a day. This is a story that's not been reported very much. Hundreds of British special force troops are ready to deploy to the Ukrainian border at a moment's notice Mm -hmm. amid rising tensions and fears of a possible Russian invasion in the region. The UK's special air force and our air service and parachute regiment are prepared to enter the region with medics, engineers, signalers, and hundreds of paratroopers. Uh, the high readiness element of the uh, brigade was told it may need to deploy at very short notice. Between 400 and 600 troops are ready. Their equipment is packed. They are ready to fly to Ukraine and either land or parachute in they have trained for both eventualities things are getting hot in the ukraine and things are getting hot about taiwan with the chinese and i don't need to probably mention this to you but china and russia just had joint military maneuvers together right look out well, good for Britain. They think, they're thinking that we're we're weak. Well, with all this, and with, that is yeah. never a good thing. Well, with all this unrest from COVID, uh, we, we probably shouldn't be su- too surprised if there's some some restructuring. If you want to put it, are mildly. we doing exercises with Britain? Yeah, we should be. I, I mean, thought we were. We did Canada. do some, and and their special forces beat our special forces. Yes. Well, they need to be learning to work together. If if. If the Russians and the Chinese are doing it, then we need to be supporting yeah. Britain. South Korea should be having uh, war games with us, to be we honest need to with put you. Troops on our border. All right. We're out of time. Simone, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for coming Thank in, you. RD. All right. And we appreciate you too, Paul. Yes, sir. Thank thanks you. for joining us. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m., on the Dave Ellswick Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.